living with an alcoholic partner. Let's break this down and examine from a multifaceted point of view all of the aspects of living with an alcoholic partner, such as the signs that you live with an alcoholic partner, although you may already know, how to cope with it, what your options are, what your responsibilities are and are not, and how to work on yourself to become happier and live a more fulfilling life. Part one, what are the signs? You might be worried about him or her to the point where you're worrying about your alcoholic partner constantly. It it gets hard to focus on anything else. All of your attention is on that person. You may be feeling desperate to get help to help him or her when you are constantly worrying about the alcoholic in your life you may have thoughts such as they're killing themselves what if they fall and crack their head open and I'm not here to save them what if they get behind the wheel of a car drunk like that and if you live with an alcoholic you know that they always drink and drive unless they've been popped a few times and um, they have that breathalyzer attached to their car. So they will always tell you they're not too drunk to drive. They will, a lot of them will insist on driving and it's terrifying, it's a terrifying thought, especially if it's your partner and you know that they're putting booze in their coffee in the morning, you know that they're drinking in their car when they go on break at work you know that they stop off at the liquor store after work and drink, make themselves a drink in their car. They might pour the booze in a Pepsi bottle or Coke bottle, whatever, and uh, drinking and driving constantly. If they get pulled over and arrested and they lose their job, then what? So there's a constant panicked feeling of worry, not only for their safety, but for the uh, sanctity of your of your home and your life together. You may feel sad, angry, frustrated, disappointed, betrayed, and ripped off. Your, your needs are not being met in the relationship. You may be thinking, you know, you didn't sign up for this shit, and here you are um, feeling trapped in it. It's not fair. And you might be feeling a lot of anger towards your alcoholic partner. You may feel sad and alone, um, frustrated because all of your efforts to try to talk some sins into this person fall on deaf ears and uh, disappointed and betrayed because in the beginning of the relationship, you did not see this coming. There was not a big indication. You may feel concerned about how the alcoholism will affect your children if you have children together. Um, You want to be able to feel safe and secure and know that you can leave your children with this person. But when they're constantly intoxicated, you fear for the safety of the children. Maybe not so much physical safety, but their mental safety. What will, they, what will they see? What will they be exposed to? 
and you know going deeper and darker what if the alcoholic partner gets upset and traumatizes the children what if the alcoholic partner decides to go to the store and throws the kids in the car and gets in an accident so you pretty much have to take care of the kids yourself you you feel like you really can't leave the kids with this person and when you're together and this person is intoxicated what kind of message is it sending to the kids what kind of role model what are they modeling for the kids so how much of the alcoholic's behavior will the kids adapt to and absorb and take on as part of their own traits and when they get older will they feel like it runs in the family we all drink so it's okay so i'm sure all of those thoughts have probably entered your mind millions of times if you have kids together your partner may try to convince you that he or she is not an alcoholic you know i i go to work every day i work my ass off and i pay all the bills alcoholics can't do that i uh i do everything i'm expected to do i mow the lawn i i take care of the stuff around the house yeah i'm not an alcoholic i can quit drinking anytime they have all kinds of excuses it helps me relax it eases my anxiety um it helps me to stay away from painful memories maybe it's ptsd or something so they're self-medicating but damned if they'll admit it right and they also are usually in denial about the fact that alcoholism is generally co- comorbid with depression depression and alcoholism are like star-crossed lovers they usually show up with each other side by side there's usually not one without the other not that all depressed people drink but if you're an alcoholic there's a 98.99% chance that you are depressed you must understand their alcoholism is not your fault their alcoholism is not your responsibility to fix don't ignore your intuition you have to trust your judgment if you have felt it in your soul in your bones that this person is dysfunctional this person is an alcoholic you've attempted talking with them about it you've attempted making all the phone calls looking up the treatment centers looking up ideas you've been over backwards trying to help this person and they won't budge it's time to stop it's time to stop you can't force them to change you can't force them to quit drinking and you're running yourself ragged it's like banging your head on a freaking brick wall so just to be very clear it is not your fault that they drink it is not your responsibility to fix them or help them not your monkey not your circus not your job you have decisions that you need to make if you live with an alcoholic and 
those decisions go like this. Do nothing and continue to suffer. Take a break from the relationship. Do do yourself a favor and separate from this person for a while so you can clear your head and decide, is this the life you really want? Knowing, knowing that you cannot change this person and it's likely that they will continue to drink. So is that what you want? You need to take a break. You need to separate yourself from the situation so that you can think clearly and make some decisions. If you decide to end the relationship, you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan that includes a whole lot of self-care. And I will get more into that in a little bit. And then also, how will you get over the alcoholic? How are you going to, you know, end the relationship and then move forward with your life after being dragged down to such depths with somebody who is basically killing themselves, hiding from their own reality, and dragging you down with them. How do you recover from that? You're going to need a lot of empowerment training. You're going to need a lot of therapy. And here are some ways alcoholics affect your relationship. Maybe you might find that you're avoiding social functions because... You're kind of afraid of the drunk driving thing. They, they'll, they'll insist on driving and they're driving. Not only is there the chance they could get pulled over and arrested, but there's also the scary as hell way in which they drive. They take very wide turns. They tailgate people in front of them. They stop short of almost slamming into other cars. They run red lights. They, you know, the list goes on. Their driving when they're intoxicated to them is perfectly normal and fine. While to you, you're holding that oh my god bar above the above the seatbelt, gripping it until your knuckles are white. You're breathing shallow and almost holding your breath, fighting back tears, and thinking, why the hell did I get in this car? And eventually, you don't want to go on any outings with them. You don't want to go to any more social functions. And another factor of social functions is you might feel embarrassed a lot. You might feel embarrassed that you're with somebody who's knocked down drunk, who falls down and makes a scene in front of everybody and gets hurt. Or they abandon you at the social function and you don't really know anybody very well and it's their people and they abandon you there so they can sneak off and go to a bar and you're stuck feeling awkward and anxiety's kicking in and you're wondering where the hell your partner went. It's embarrassing. And then there's the shame. The shame that you start to feel because when you do go somewhere or when someone comes to your house you can see the look on their faces when they look at your alcoholic partner you can tell that they're thinking holy crap this person's a total alcoholic and you might see sympathy on their faces or pity or who knows but you can tell 
that people do not hold your alcoholic partner in high regard and they are politely just interacting but you can tell that underneath that polite face they put on they don't approve and they're wondering what the hell you're doing with this person you know so you start feeling this shame and and it it's overwhelming and you get to a point where you don't want to go to any more functions you limit who you invite to your home because you're just really embarrassed um, your finances begin to suffer you find that you are buying all of the groceries all of the laundry detergent all of the toiletries that we use for hygiene um, all of the gardening stuff you're, you're basically taking care of the homestead financially almost entirely on your own because the person that you're with is spending their money on alcohol and they might lie about money <laughs> they'll say they don't have any money and you find that you're picking up the slack when they can't pay the bills and you argue over money you might get angry and say man you just got paid how can you not afford to pay a bill what's going on with you they might get drunk and take off and get a bunch of tattoos that they said they couldn't afford to pay a bill, but they're going to spend $350, $600 on tattoos. So, of course you're angry and it's justified. Um, emotional and physical abuse. If, if they're not hitting you, they're more than likely mentally abusing you. They have, you know, you have, you're, you're exposed to angry outbursts hurtful remarks that they make and on top of that there's the the factor of alcoholic dementia and this is where an alcoholic who drinks very heavily they have almost zero recollection of what you talk to them about um, so you could you could be feeling really upset in a moment and they're drunk and you could be telling them hey I don't want to I don't want to deal with this anymore I'm not going to put up with this anymore you need to make some changes because you're basically killing yourself and I refuse to sit here and watch you circle the drain I'm out I can't do this I can't just sit by and watch you kill yourself and I can't do it for you I can't help you I can't get you out of this I cannot do the work for you to make you change you have to do it and if you're not willing to do it, I gotta go because you're hurting me, you're hurting the kids. This is not what I signed up for. And you know, the next morning when that alcoholic wakes up, they won't remember any of that. In fact, they don't remember a hell of a lot that you say, even if it's surfacey stuff like, hey, I think uh, I'll, I'll plant some roses over here. Um, the next day they won't remember. And it's just frustrating. Safety. Again, you know, drunk driving, the alcoholic could fall and hurt themselves. What if they drink so much they get alcoholic poisoning and die? What if the kids, what if the alcoholic gets drunk and passes out while watching the kids? And let's say you have a toddler and they go out the front door and wander off. There are so many safety concerns that it would take me five days to list them all. You feel alone in your relationship. You handle the household on your own. 
You might be feeling unloved. You might feel abandoned because with an alcoholic partner, that alcohol is always more important than you and you're missing out on quality time and due to the alcoholic dementia, you're missing missing out on good communication with, with each other. Just being able to sit back and have a conversation, it just doesn't exist for you anymore. You have a lack of, a lack of trust. They have secret stashes of booze. They no long, you might no longer find him or her attractive. Um, who wants to give somebody a kiss who has droopy alcoholic eyes and sallow skin and slurring their words and can't hear you, can't listen to you and doesn't care about your feelings and your boundaries and being present in the moment, that's not attractive. So what do you do? What do you do? You live with an alcoholic, you're in a relationship with an alcoholic, and you're kind of stuck. Number one, you have to redirect your focus back onto yourself. Be responsible for only your own thoughts and your own actions and your own behaviors. Create the life you want. Your partner might change for the better or they could get worse when you redirect your focus on yourself because they're like big helpless babies. And when you stop taking care of them and enabling them, they get pissed. But you know what? It's their job to take care of themselves. And so you come back full circle to the idea of temporary separation or breaking up or staying and being miserable. No, focus on yourself. You don't have to be miserable. It's important, it's imperative that you confront your alcoholic. Make it clear that you are not happy and if they continue on their path, you're going to end the relationship and move on. Tell them how much it hurts to watch them kill themselves. Even if they deny it and tell you you're ridiculous and they don't believe you and you've said this before, whatever, you can say, okay, well, I absolutely mean it this time. You can give yourself a timeline if you'd like to, which can be helpful and keep you motivated and committed to your decision because follow through is so important. You have to follow through or you'll never be taken seriously. So give yourself a timeline. Hey, alcoholic, if you don't call, if you don't start working on yourself and make some improvements within three months, I'm leaving. Or six months. Or one month. Or one more day of this is too many days for me. So I'm out. You know, make your decision on, on how firm you want to be with that. Check your codependency. Are you afraid to be alone? Do you feel hollow without someone to take care of? Are you the giver and the partner the taker, meaning no equal balance of contributions to the relationship? It's all you, giving, 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 until you're running ragged and you feel empty. Do you say yes when you would like to say no? Do you ruminate on your partner and the alcoholism so much that you can't even focus on yourself long enough to brush your damn teeth? Are you paying for everything because your partner can't afford it or claims they can't afford it? 
is your self-esteem completely comatose? Does all of your energy go into this relationship? Do you resent and blame your partner? Do you make excuses or enable your partner? Do you feel guilty if you do something for yourself? Do you allow your needs to come dead last? You know you should you should leave him or her, but you never follow through. Do you feel shame because you stay? What kind of person am I to stay with a person like this? I must be a piece of shit. Is that the shameful thought that you're having? Do you martyrize yourself for all that you do for this person? So you're the martyr, you're giving up everything to take care of this person. It's time to step back and ask yourself why the hell you're doing that. Why are you staying? How does it benefit you? Does it make you feel superior? Does it give you purpose in life to take care of someone? You've got to take a step back and examine you. Why would you put up with this? Decide what you can control. And remember, you can only control you, right? You can't control other people. Reevaluate your own values and your own beliefs. Take another look at your boundaries. How, how well have you set boundaries around what you value? And how well are you enforcing those boundaries? Or how poorly are you enforcing those boundaries? Be more assertive. You have got to be more assertive. Make it clear what you will and will not tolerate. Put yourself first. You're worth it. You deserve it. This is your life. You get one shot at life. You could live to be 60, 70, or 80, or you could die next week in a terrible car accident. It doesn't matter. Every single day, you've got to live life to the fullest and find your joy. You can't waste it on somebody who's circling the drain and sinking further down. Don't do that to yourself. You deserve better. Let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay. So are you wondering how you can cope with your drunk during the holidays? How you can help them? Are you suffering the consequences of a loved one's alcohol problems? You you might be blaming yourself. Stop it. Stop it. Do not blame yourself. It's not your fault. It's not your responsibility. They are going to drink. 
whether you like it or not. They're going to drink no matter how much you love them. They are going to drink no matter how much you beg and plead for them to stop. They are going to drink and choose alcohol every day over everything else. It is what it is. Radically accept that because you can't change them. Don't take it personal. Don't think that you're not doing enough. Don't think that you're not worthy. You're not good enough for them to want to get healthy. No, do not personalize it. This is their sickness. This is their disease. It's not yours. You can't control it. Can't change it. And it has nothing to do with you. You can't cure their alcoholism. Stop trying to hide their alcoholism. Don't make excuses for them anymore. Don't be kind about it anymore. Oh, he just likes to have a few drinks on weekends. He's not really like an alcoholic. Stop it. Stop making excuses. Stop accepting unacceptable behavior. You might have something happen between you and your alcoholic where maybe they disrespect you or they talk over you when you try to voice your concerns or you're trying to watch a movie and they sit next to you and start blabbering on and on and on with that lovely alcoholic loop where they repeat themselves and they're loud and obnoxious and the story has a never-ending loop until they freaking pass out. You do not have to sit there and be polite and be their captive audience. You can get up and say, hey, I don't want to hear it. And you can go into another room. You can get up and leave. You can grab the kids and go to Chuck E. Cheese. You do not have to sit there and put up with it. If they've had too much to drink and they approach you about some sort of an issue in your relationship, this is really common too because they'll get stuck on stupid on one particular issue. And every time they get drunk, they bring it up because alcoholic dementia, Swiss cheese brain, loops of topics. Looping, repeating, repeating ad nauseum. So they'll come at you with this issue again that you thought you resolved yesterday and last week and last year and six months ago and yesterday and (laughs) you've talked to them till you're blue in the face about this freaking issue. You thought you hit them up when they were sober but maybe they were drinking that day. Nevertheless, in their head, the issue's not resolved. In your mind, you know you have approached it every which way from Sunday and they're not getting it and they're stuck on being hurt or offended by a certain thing. So they come at you when they're drunk and it pops up in their pickled little brain and they want to start in on you. Um, Use this response like a broken record. Right now is not a good time to discuss that, so I refuse to engage in that conversation. However, if you'd like to talk about it in the morning while we're having coffee, I'm all for it, okay? 
And when they say, no, but I want, you say, uh-uh, no, I just told you no. I refuse to engage. I will not discuss this with you right now. We'll talk about it tomorrow over coffee in the morning. And they'll, they'll try a few more times to get you snatched into it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't accept it. Don't sit there and deal with that crap. You don't have to. It's no fun watching reruns over and over every day of your life. It's like freaking the movie Groundhog Day. You don't have to do that. Don't have unreasonable expectations. And what I mean by that is alcoholics have an addiction. And they might swear to you and themselves they'll never drink again. And of course somebody who's not in the throes of addiction, we want want to believe that. We love this person. We want the relationship to heal. We want to believe it's true. But it's really an unreasonable expectation. Because nine times out of ten, they will drink again. And past behavior is a fantastic indicator of future behavior. So don't get your hopes up. They make a lot of empty promises. Whether, you know, I think they don't mean to make the empty promises. In their heart, in their drunk little hearts, they believe they're being sincere. But they're making promises that they can't keep and won't keep and won't remember more than likely. So don't have unreasonable expectations. Have no expectations. Expect nothing from your alcoholic because that's what you're going to get. The only things you will get from your alcoholic aside from nothing is heartache, stress, and fear. They live in the past. They, alcoholics are famous for living in the past. Um, and I, I honestly believe, I, I, this is speculation and theory, but because alcohol eats little holes in your brains and you get Swiss cheese brain, I think that the short-term memory goes out the window. That's why they have the alcoholic dementia where they forget everything. And the, the memories that stick are the past. So that's why you see the old men sitting at bars talking about, when I was young, I was, I was a golden glove boxer in the Navy SEALs. I was a badass. And now you see a shriveled up old man with the whites of his eyes all yellow and his skin's all nasty and rapidly aged because of all the alcohol and he looks like nothing. He looks like a big ball of sickness. But they'll just sit and talk about their glory days and their past and and they'll repeat those stories over and over and over until you want to just disappear into a dark, still, silent area where you don't have to freaking hear it again. Um, but that's that's my theory, why they live in the past. But yeah, most alcoholics live in the past. They're wound collectors. They hold on to every past hurt. And boy, do they want to talk about it every single time they get drunk. Don't enable their behavior anymore. Um, don't make excuses. Don't buy them their booze. Just tell them, you know what? No. Um, Putting off getting help. After years of covering up for the alcoholic and not talking about the problems, it may seem 
stupid or daunting at this point. Like, why now <laughs> to reach out for support? But go check out an Al-Anon group. This is a support group for people in relationships with alcoholics. They have so much good stuff to help you. Uh, Codependent No More groups are amazing for this as well. So I'll share, I'll close this out by sharing a few healing statements that I hope that you will adopt. I hope you'll come back and listen to this over and over. Minute 32 and 6 seconds. Here we go. I no longer have to deny the presence of addiction in my family. I no longer have to control my alcoholic's use of alcohol. I no longer have to rescue my alcoholic. I do not have to listen to the alcoholic's reasons for using alcohol. I do not have to accept or extract promises. I no longer have to seek advice from the ill-informed. I no longer have to nag, preach, coax, or gesture. I no longer need to wallow. Sorry. I no longer need to allow the addict to abuse me or my children. I no longer have to be the victim of addiction. And I no longer have to neglect myself. It's okay now to put myself first. I am worth it. I am amazing. I deserve a healthy, loving relationship. I deserve respect. I deserve to be heard. There you go. Repeat those affirmations. I deserve a healthy, loving relationship. I deserve respect. I deserve to be heard. And I deserve to be with people who are healthy and happy and free of addiction. So I hope that today you will think about what you have to be grateful for. I hope you'll (laughs) reevaluate. That word came out funny, huh? Reevaluate your values and boundaries. And if you are in a relationship with an alcoholic, I'm sending you love and light and a huge virtual hug because I know it is hard. It is not easy. Hang in there and work on you. And I wish you nothing but success and love and joy because you deserve it and you're worth it. Thank you for tuning in and have a wonderful day.